Just a matter of words. First of all, I'd like to thank Svi and, and Tim for giving me this opportunity. I'm not quite sure exactly what the uh, idea behind having special shurim, but it can never do any harm to have special shurim, especially on an Indian which is uh, really of vital importance. So we'll see that everybody should have an idea of these halakhas. Um, we know that as far as Shabbos is, Shabbos is concerned, the various categories of chayla, which I've put at the top of the sheet, but the one that we're interested in really tonight is Kodesh Yezbo's Sakonah. That's Kuach Nefesh, Eshkuach Nefesh, uh, on Shabbos. Uh, and that's really perhaps the most uh, fundamental and the one which we have to have uh, as clear as we possibly can, because in Hilfus Kuach Nefesh, there's no such thing as Kudus and Kudus. In most halakhas, if you're not sure, you can be Makhmer. But whenever it comes to any halakhas connected to Kuach Nefesh, there's no such thing as kulas or chumras because every kula is potentially a chumra. Every kula in Shabbos is, is every chumra in Shabbos is potentially a kula in pikuach nefesh, and every chumra in pikuach nefesh is potentially a kula in Shabbos. So everyone has to have as accurate idea as we possibly can. And the basis which we start with really is the lotion of the Rambam uh, in Perik Beis in the health of Shabbos, uh, and he says for osalis mamea bechol Shabbos cholishesh besakana couple of lines in, you can't delay in a question of Shabbos for Chol Yishesh Veskona, Shneem Ashayasa Osa Odom V'chai Bohem. It's more in Yuma that it says the Torah is there, V'chai Bohem V'lo Shiyomus Behem. Olamadotov, She'ed Mishpeh HaTorah Nakoma Bo'olam, Melorachamim V'chesed V'sholem Bo'olam. And anybody who says this is a Shabbos, they have to curse him, uh, and the Raman doesn't speak nicely about them. So it's very clear that the, that one has to be in the Shabbos and do whatever one can to save a life, uh, and really disregard the fact that it's Shabbos in that situation. The derivation which the Rambam brings because of Chayvahem, Velosh Yomas for him, is actually Machlokas in the Gemara in Yuma, what the reason is, um, and the various different shitters, uh, and the Maskon of the Gemara is, that's the most uh, important reason. And the importance of that is, is very great, because the, one of the other shittas there, which is often quoted, is that it's better to be mechal one Shabbos in order to be able to keep Shabbos' harvest. The reason you can be mechal Shabbos for chayla on Shabbos, or break any halakha, is because it's better to save his life, so he should be able to keep future Shabbos, he should be able to do mitzvahs in the future, and that could be the reason for it. And the Raman stresses um, that that's not the reason for it. because And there's a huge nafkemena. And that is what happens if somebody's unconscious and there's no po- no um, prospect of them regaining consciousness. And therefore there's no co- prospect of them doing any mitzvahs in the future for the rest of their lives. They won't be able to do any mitzvahs. They won't be able to say, Vidur, people have said, whatever it is, there's no chance of them doing any more mitzvahs. Nevertheless, you still would be Mechal Shabbos, do anything would be to save their life, even for Chai Shah, even to prolong their life by minutes, because we have a principle of Kolan Shomat HaMel Khan, who says, I'll call Nishimo, Nishimo, every breath has got its own kedusha. every breath has got its own value, and therefore, even if all the person is going to do is take a few more breaths, that in itself is, is, is a reason to be Mechal Shabbos. So we're interested really basically in quantity of life rather than quality of life. Of course quality of life is important, but when it comes in halacha, even quantity of a life which other people may say has got no quality, that's still that's still Doicha Shabbos and that's still the utmost value to us. 
the Shulchan Aruch says, Mishesh Achalish um, Shulchan in the second reference there, Mitzvah Halal Shabbos v'Hazorei Harei Nezeh Meshubach v'Hashoyel Harei Zeh Shevuk If somebody hesitates because he doesn't want to be Mechal Shabbos, he's never been Mechal Shabbos in his life, and now he's he's faced with a situation of Mechal Shabbos and he hesitates then that's called a shofar domim. If he had potential that he could have saved something, he didn't, that's called shofar domim. But the Roshami, interestingly, says, Hanishal harizem megunah, not somebody who asks is megunah, but a rov who gets asked these questions is megunah because he should have publicized these halachas. Everybody in his kehila should have known these halachas and they shouldn't have to come to ask questions when the situation arises. And that's the responsibility of a rov to make sure that everybody knows these halachas. So maybe the Rob is uh, delegating that here t- tonight, that people should, should know these halachas, so that Hashem shouldn't be in a get of Hanishal Hari Zer Megunah. And the principle, uh, important, very important principle is that Sophic Pikuach Nefesh has got dinner Pikuach Nefesh. So you don't have to be sure that there's Pikuach Nefesh, even if there's a doubt that this might be a situation of Pikuach Nefesh, or as we'll see, it might even be something which will come to Pikuach Nefesh later on. That gets a dinner Pikuach Nefesh, and the Moran Ksuvah says, Ein holchem nefesh rov. So you don't say it's only a 30% chance, or 20% chance, or 10% chance. Anything which is a reasonable Sophic uh, is, is total Shabbos. If that's the case, um, of course, there is, is a problem because um, we may as well just go home, right? Everything's very clear. Whatever happens, any case of Bukhov Nefesh is Dofa Shabbos. You do everything you can. So there's nothing really to discuss. That's the end of the story. One would think that is, these should be the most simple and straightforward halachas they can be. But that's not quite the case. And, in fact, going back to that Nishal Harizeh Maguna, or Shoyal Harizeh Shefer Domim, that is, in fact, also... It has to be qualified a little bit. And the uh, Orifah Shulchan says quite clearly that what you're talking about is in a case where somebody's collapsed, it's so clearly a sakana, sakana ball, you can tell you've, uh, in cases where minutes or seconds may make a difference. In such a case, you don't ask any questions. But it's very clear also, and when you say Sophic goes because of the whole of first part of Simon Shinkov Ches in, in Shulchan Aruch, discusses various different questions which, which arise. For example, let's say that Gemara says a choyla needs to have two grapes and you've got a choice of either cutting one branch with three grapes on it or two separate branches with one grape on it each, which one should you do? And the Gemara discusses that. It's a shiner. The Gemara talks about, and the Shukhanara clearly talks about what things are considered as Pikuach Nefesh and what are not. It makes a difference between the back of the hand and the front of the hand and various different shilas, which were many different shilas. But if we're not supposed to ask any questions and every sophic is a Pikuach Nefesh, then, then what's going on here? So it's quite clear, and the Arachshot makes this clear, that when it says that sophic Pikuach Nefesh is Pikuach Nefesh, it has to be a reasonable sophic. In other words, in a case where you're bahol and where there's a question that somebody may actually be dying and, and, and you've got to get rapid uh, treatment, then you don't think, you don't ask any questions, you just do everything you do. But where there are cases which are clearly not bahol, the person's not dying right now, but he may be in a situation, but you've got time to think about it, you've got time to ask questions, there's no, no major question, and of course if you're not sure, you can ask questions. And in that case as well, you can't just say, well everything might become bahol, somebody's got the flu, might end up 
uh, dying from complications of it, and therefore every flu should be considered pikuach nefesh. Obviously, we don't say that. There has to be a reasonable doubt. And the uh, Rosh Hashanah says that the way to look at this, do most people consider this to be a life-threatening situation? Most people, when they get the flu, some people do, but most people, when they get the flu, don't panic and think they're about to, uh, that, that they're about to drop dead. And therefore, the get it should be, if it's something which most people don't worry about, then it's not something which is considered sophic bar, and you can consider what you should do and what, and, and what you shouldn't do. Um, it's important to realize that the halacha, which is put in Dalit here, which is that if you try to do um, uh, some kind of halacha, and it turns out that the person, somebody else had gone, you ran out to call Hatzala, and in fact Hatzala were already on the way, and they knew about it before you even made your phone call, or any examples like that, you shouldn't feel bad about it, the Yom Chal Shabbos for nothing. The Shulchan Aruch is very clear that even if ten people went and they brought the food for this, even if you already got better from the first intervention, everybody gets a Shatov for having tried to save a life. Um, and the next article I brought there, which is also important, is that if somebody is not yet in the Sakana, but he's got an illness which you're concerned may deteriorate and he may come to a Sakana, that also gets a din of a Sakana. But the Chazanesh points out in Oyelos that there has to be a situation where the person is ill, where there's something to think about that this might lead to a Sakana. You can't just say, like we said, anybody with the flu might end up getting getting worse and becoming, and that's enough to be suffering. Or somebody's not ill, but he might catch the illness from somebody else. It has to be something which is realistic um, in order to be able to fit into this category. And then the Shokhanara talks in some length about <coughs> about who's got the authority to decide what is a Khali Heshbah and what isn't. Obviously, I'm not, again, talk about cases where somebody's collapsed. But we're talking about a case where you're not sure if this is a situation of Sakana or not. So clearly, a doctor can make that decision. And Shara says if two doctors uh, disagree with each other, you go to the Chumrah and you have to go according to the doctor who says that there may be a Sakana. These halachas come up a lot on Yom Kippur when it comes to questions of fasting on Yom Kippur. But then the um, the Shulchan Aruch ends. You don't need a mumcha to make that decision. Every every year is a shtickle mumcha when it comes to health, and so therefore everybody's anybody's got a right to say he's a mumcha and he recognizes that this is a, that this is a potential sakana. But the Mishnah says that that's dafke if he says he knows about this illness and he realizes that recognizes illness may cause sakana. If he's just a random person, never seen this before, and he says, I just think this might be nuts, that wouldn't be enough to consider it as a sakana. And Mishpura adds that if you're talking about somebody who's not a doctor or a trained person, who comes along and says this is a potential of nefesh, that's only a Yisrael, only applies to, to a Yid, because since he knows the mitzvahs, he keeps the mitzvahs, he's serious about the mitzvahs, Therefore, he wouldn't say it for nothing. But anybody, anybody else, somebody who's not shown Torah mitzvahs, who comes up with this, you can't take his word for that. So, so far, so good. But it's clear that there's halacha, that Shabbos is duchuyo, eitzel, pikuach nefesh, and not chutro. It's maklokas, roshenim, but we pass in Shabbos is duchuyo. That means when you're situated pikuach nefesh, Shabbos is pushed aside. But it doesn't become, everything doesn't come completely mutter. And there are a few nafkaminas in that. And one of them may be that if there are ways to mitigate the avera, to make, to, to, make it go down a stage from being a 
Chil Shabbos Deraisa, to a Chil Shabbos Drabonon, to what extent should you go in order to try and convert this from Nisa Deraisa to a Nisa Drabonon? And there are two main ways that you can mitigate Nisa Deraisa. One is by doing it with a Shinri. If you do any Isidraisa in an unusual manner, then it's only going to deliver Isidraisa. So that's obviously a major thing. The other one is Amir al-Akum. Anything which you can do through a goy, um, for sure, becomes an Isidraisa. And, and Amir al-Akum is the lightest of all the Isidraisa. So suddenly if one can get by by using goy, then, then it's, uh, by far, would be by far the best option in, in certain circumstances. Amir al-Akam is mutzah even if he's definitely not a cholish just a cholokalaguf. Amir al-Akam is mutzah There's no isa at all. You don't need a remes. You don't need anything else. Any in any case of illness, you need to get some medication from the chemist, whatever it is. Amir al-Akam is mutzah Certainly, if you could change your your chilul shabbos for cholish yeshves, then obviously you're you're avoiding chilul shabbos altogether. So, to what extent should you try and mitigate this? So, as far as Shinui is concerned, the uh, Ramah is very clear that in Eshelasus, below Dichoy, below Ichoi, if you can do it without causing any delay, then you should try and, and do something with the Shinui. So, if you're talking about somebody who's stuck on a ball, somebody's collapsed, then you're not going to start thinking about using a Shinui. And Many people are half state of panic and they start thinking, Shinoi, what's a Shinoi that's going to cause delay? So certainly you shouldn't do that. But if you've got the presence of mind and you, you know how to do something with a Shinoi, for example, maybe this is more applicable to Atsolo, who obviously busy with these things every week, um, if you can do the Malacha de Shinoi, so if you're going to make a phone call, you can do it with your knuckle. Putting on an oximeter is very easy to do with, with, to do with your knuckle. Uh, switching on an ECG machine, any of these things can easily be done with the shinoi. So if you have the presence of mind, it's clear that if you're sure it won't cause any delay, then you should do it, uh, you should do it al shinoi. And uh, it's clear from Mishburu that applies even in a case which, it, it, where in either two of two examples, either where it won't cause any delay, if you can do it in an equal amount of time without causing delay, then you should always do it. Or if it will cause a delay, a slight delay, but that delay is not material, that it won't matter that slight delay, then in either of those situations you do, should do a shinui. And that's Lashem Shemur, it's got the end of the first page. It says you can do below Ichav de shinui. The whole common to not allow us beheta, the shavke teira of an asa We don't leave the heta and we'll do an issa if we've got that. And that's if there's not going to be any delay. That's what the Ramah was talking about. And then he adds, who had in im it will cause a bit delay. But for the chodah's not bovel, then you should even do that and make it to to do it additionally. The reason making a bit of a um, laboring that point a bit is because when it comes to doing something alidei akum, the situation is much less clear. The Shulchan says, I'm quoting on the beginning of the second page, "Kishmachalin Shabbos al yidei cholish yesh besakana mishtadlin shelo lasus al yidei achim." You should not do it through a non-Jew. Oktanim onoshim el al yidei throim gedolim uvenei das. The most senior person there should do it. If there's a rov there, then it should be the rov who does it to show to everybody this is what you do in Machal Shabbos for the sake of. Uh, and that's the that's the shita of Machaba, and that's very straightforward. And therefore, svar for svarim. The whole thing is very simple, right? You don't use a goy. If there's a case which is any kind of nefesh, you don't get goyim involved in the whole thing. You do everything yourself. 
The problem for Ashkenazim is that the Ramah doesn't quite agree with that. The Ramah says, the Eshelas is below day, we mentioned that before, but then he carries on, the Eshelas is akum, below Ichoklal. If you do it through a guy without any delay whatsoever, then you should do it through a day akum, again. And that's the minic. But the Mokim obviously there's any chashash the guy will delay, then you shouldn't do it. But if you're confident that the guy will not cause any delay, then the Ramah says you should do it. It would seem to be a straightforward machloka sentiment in the Chabad and the Ramah. We are normally passing that in the Ramah. But the Mishnah, uh, the Mishnah Brewer chimes in with a Taz. The Taz says, Sheyesh Issa Alidei Yisrael, Vechainoigen, on the Mishmuri says, Vachay Noigin, like the Ramah says, like the Ramah, that we should do, Alidayakum. Taz Kosov, Shei Yisa Alidayashrov, Om Lo Yene Modem Motsu. That there's a problem is that sometimes there won't be a guy there, and therefore you'll start looking for a guy. If you start thinking about using guy, like the Ramah says, you'll end up looking for a guy, and through that there'll be a Sakana, what you'll make with your way for a guy to come, and therefore the Taz brings various rays, and he says, Ikra de Milsu Shi Yashkir, Hala Eni Yehudi Kotliki, you should not use the guy at all. Even if the guy is right there and it won't cause any delay, the Taz says you shouldn't use the guy. So we've got the Chabu who says never use the guy. We've got the Ramah who says if you can do it without any delay, you should use a guy. And you've got the uh, and you've got the Taz who says that the, I know the Ramah says again, but there are lots of Taz is lav minig or seeking who it's not a correct minig. And one should follow, like the, uh, like the Mahabha says, and one shouldn't use a guy because we're worried about what may happen in the future. So there are two basic reasons for the Torah of the Taz. One is that a yid will always be a bit more mizaris, that we're not sure that even the guy is right there, that he'll do it as much zeros as the guy. And the other problem is that Mashin Lossidlava, that maybe this time the guy is there and he'll do it, but people around will say, oh, you see, the Rav, he, uh, he went to get a guy, he, he let the guy do it, and another time there might not be a guy available, and they may cause problems for the future. So, the, so, so, we've got this sort of, uh, bit of friction here between what seems to be the Chaynai again, it says there's a mini gears like the Ramah, that you don't get, that you, that you get a guy involved if you can do it without any delay. And yet then you've got the, the Tazus is not mini wasikin and the Mishwur seems to bring that lahalacha. So it seems to be a bit unclear what the final halacha is, is like. And you get some very strange shonas in, in the, in the posture. The, um, the Shev Talevi's got a lotion that, um, that the halacha is, Lashon Shevet Levi says, "Das Ramah do knowing al day goyim eshev lo echo v'chein al day shinoyim esha." But Taz calls it the lavin of Sikin, who is not pregnant. Mekom mochem gamla das Ramah ain't a mochem rachi Yisrael and a gamba mizaris Yosef. V'haminik he says, "Kus for us Ramah af bish halacha ikgatas." So he's got this one. He says, "Halacha is like the Taz, but the minik is like the Ramah." In other words, most people, most Ashkenazim have the minig that they do try and use a guy if they possibly can, even though he says that's not really the halacha. And the Mishnah Brewer doesn't seem to be, you know, happy with this. Mishnah Brewer definitely comes down on the side of the Taz, that you don't do it. The Chayotim seems to come down on the side of the Ramah, that you can't do it. So, so the situation is not exactly clear, but it's very, very clear that if you're left with kind of bottle and there's any question at all that using the guy will cause any delay, you don't use a guy. If there's a guy right there and you know it's not going to cause any delay, and you make an announcement to any bystanders that I'm only using the guy because he happens to be standing there, but if he wasn't there, I would do it. And you make sure that everybody here 
listen to you doing that, then there's a subtle say, some person would say that you go like the, that, that, that you go like the remark, and in those situations, if you're confident in yourself, you can use, uh, you can use a goy. The Lashon of the Shokhnar Rav is similar. Ikak is far as Shona. He says the Ikak is like the Machaba, that you don't use a goy. Even though the Minig, the Mini Sailor is like the Svarachrona, like the, like the, like the Ramar. in the cane. It's better not to be knowing like that. So you shouldn't really be knowing like that. But if you want to, if somebody does want to use a goy, and he's sure it's not causing any delay, you gather the rabbi and then he has to, to make a, a clear announcement at that time where he's doing it. So definitely the poskim seem to be saying the halacha is that you don't use a goy, even according to, even according to the Ashkenazim, but people who feel uncomfortable being Chal Shabbos when you've got a goy standing right there, and you want to follow that minute, there clearly was an old minute going back there, as long as you're absolutely clear that you're not going to cause any delay, and you're absolutely clear that you clarified any sta- people standing around, um, then there could be something to do it. It's, it's, it says our scum of the possum is like the tuss, and therefore the default position should be that you don't use the goy in a sakana which is, which is borrowed. And that's how Hatzala are doing if, they, if they've got to take somebody to hospital who's a sakana but it's not, not a major emergency, then they, they'll use the goy, but if it's a major emergency they'll do it themselves. Sorry? I don't think so. Why? No more Zoris, less Zoris, more lazy, less lazy. Alright. The point is that it's very clear that you haven't got a blanket suggestion that you don't use a guy because the Mishabura brings in uh, silk cotton summer base that if you've got a, a situation where somebody's cold and it's a sakana through the cold as the sakana theme is a chona and it gets cold as a sakana. Um, then you can light a, a, a light for him, you can light a fire for him, even al Israel. In Kalo, if he's cold, Osim Bajuris have make a fire, the scum cholim sukhnuated sin, and that's onto the sakana. And the Mishra says that without any argument, doesn't bring in any other stubborn. If you've got to light a fire for somebody, and, uh, for a cholim, um, and there's a guy available, if there's no guy available, it's from the swashes, you can do it yourself. If you can. But if there's a goy available, the Mishnah says quite clearly, you do it, you use the goy. What about the whole machlokas we just had before when the Mishnah came down and said that you don't use the goy? So Shirish Kabbaskil Chosa and other, um, uh, other poskin say it's clear that we're actually dividing up Cholish Yishtukon into two separate categories. And when we talk about Cholish Yishtukon being one of the categories of Cholish in fact there's clearly two categories of Cholish Yishtukon. There's a Cholish Yishtukon which he describes as bohol, where every minute might count and a delay of a few minutes might make a difference. And in those situations, that's the whole focus we had, and the default position is that you don't use a goy. But where you've got a cholah, and it's, you know, it's cold, and you need to light a fire, but it won't, nothing's going to happen if it takes 10 or 15 minutes to find a goy to light the fire. In those cases, it's, cl- it's clear that if there's any possibility of doing that, even though it's mutter, if you can't find a goy to do it, it would be mutter yourself. In such a situation, you should rather try and get, uh, uh, get a goy to do it. So I thought with those introductions, um, we can just quickly look at some of these questions. I want to make a quiz from the Nora boys. Um, just to go through some of these questions, because most of them should be fairly clear now, before we come back to the last thing. So the first case which I had is you in shul on Shabbos morning, man behind you clutches his chest, he's not sweating, and nobody seems to know what to do. Everybody's standing around looking at, at, looking at everybody else. So what should you do? So the first choice is you panic and you don't do anything, and that we see clearly is going to 
connected to Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Rathes, Hashoyah, Harizeh, Maguna, Hanishal, you should learn all these halachas, you know what to do, so you don't, you don't panic, you keep calm, and you go, and obviously you want to find out a phone, and you want to call for help. So the first option is that you call out Salah, and you either do it yourself using your knuckle, um, or you do it yourself, sorry, you do it either yourself with no shinui, or you do it yourself using a knuckle. So as we discussed that, you can certainly do it yourself without a shinui. If you've got the presence of mind to do it with a shinui, then obviously without causing any delay, then obviously it's better to do it with a shinui, and, and Hatsala get quite used to doing these things with a shinui, because it becomes part of their normal routine on the Shabbos, that you can do all these things with a shinui, so you just naturally do it. But if somebody who's not usually involved in these things, he doesn't know what to do, shouldn't waste time thinking about doing a shinui. What's a shinui? You can just do it yourself. And you certainly don't start looking for an non-Jewish security guard to make the phone call for you, because we say quite clearly, everybody agrees on a ball, you don't look for, you don't look for a guard. The other option which I thought was to ratchet out and call 999, that's also wrong because that solar response times are much, much faster than, than 999. It may be that through 99 you get more experienced paramedics, but that's solar will call them if they need them. The first thing is to get somebody who knows what they're doing on the scene, and therefore definitely the first port of call in this situation should be to call Hatsala. Um, and you certainly don't go back into shul to try and ask the roof what you should do, because that's a dinner of Hashayel, Harazel, Megun. Then we come to this question, if you get to the phone, and the non-Jewish security guard is standing right there, are you going to land to make a call for you or not? So, um, if you're in Rabbi Sousa's shul, the answer is no. If you're if you're Swadi, for sure, you do it yourself. You don't let the guy do it. If you're an Ashkenazi, you can clear the the default position would probably be that even then you should do it yourself when it's talking about a sakana bowl. But if the guy was standing right there and there were no bystanders, or you could tell the bystanders you only didn't go do it because you're right there, then you could go like the Ramara Ramayatas, and you could get you could make a case to get the guy uh, the guy to do it. When you come to the second case there, where somebody develops a high fever, he's got, in this case it was a cellulitis, it could be a pneumonia, so there's somebody who's clearly ill and he needs medical attention, but he's not about to drop dead. So, again, what's your choice? So, you could phone Hatsala, but if you think about it, that's not a very logical thing to do, because on a weekday you wouldn't call Hatsala because somebody's got a high temperature and, uh, and an infection on their leg. Even if they needed to get to the hospital, most times if they were fit enough, you'd take them there in the car. Um, so, in, obviously it depends on the situation. Each of these situations, there may be a situation where someone's very and obviously you would call that solar. But what I'm trying to say is that if on a weekday your default position will be called that solar, then on Shabbos your default position will be called that solar. If on a weekday you would try and get a doctor. So on Shabbos you try and get a doctor, you phone 111, you try and get a, a friendly neighborhood doctor to, to come and have a look. Um, so, so there are alternatives to calling out solar in cases where you're not, this is the second category where it may be a potential sakana, but it's not a sakana bog. In those situations also, we would say that if there's not a non-Jew available, then it would be better to ask a non-Jewish neighbor to make the phone call for you. But again, if there was no non-Jew available, you would do it yourself with a shinoi. And in this case, it wouldn't be unreasonable to go to the Rav and ask him what to do, since you know you've got time to pay. Certainly not correct to say, well, I'll just give him, since it's Shabbos, if it was a weekday, I'd get a doctor. But since it's Shabbos, we'll just give him some paracetamol and hot drinks and we'll see how he goes. And that you can't do. You have to treat these cases the same on Shabbos as you would do on any other day. The next one is really just to bring home the point of Sophie before I met her. So you're walking down Gold's Green Road on Friday night and you have somebody who doesn't look Jewish at all. Um, and you see he gets run over by a car and he collapses. What should you do? 
And the answer in that situation is that since we say soft pikoch nefesh pikoch nefesh and Goldstein Road, whatever a person looks like, there's a reasonable chance that he's Jewish, and you're not going to be able to determine that right now. Therefore, you have to err on the side of assuming that he is Jewish and do everything you would do for anybody else, and therefore you go into the nearest house, you call Hasoda, uh, you don't have to look for, you don't call 999, you don't have to look for, uh, you know, try and find a non-Jewish house. You would basically treat him the same because so you have to treat that situation the same as if it was somebody who you knew for sure was, was, um, was rich. But would it make any difference if anything happened while you're on holiday in a remote village in the Yorkshire Dales? Yes, it would. Because there the chance of that person being Jewish is so remote, the, the uh, number which, the, which is quoted, the Vegas often quoted, it's less than one in a thousand. I don't think he means exactly one in a thousand. But if it's a remote chance like one in thousands, then that you can't be Mikhail Shabbos for. So if it's somebody you're not sure about in that situation, you'd have to assume they're not Jewish. And in that case, you be able to do only what you, what you have to do. Ava, you should try and make it only in the Strabon, and you find a, try and find a non-Jew person to make a phone call, etc. And finally, if you skip out number four, because we'll come to that in a minute, just want to make the last point on numbers five and six. And that is that not every case of people getting ill on Shabbos is a Sakona, and the deep four position, just call Hatzala, is not necessarily always the, the correct answer. This happened a few years ago. It just happened to be outside my house. Somebody tripped over, a young lady, she tripped over, and it looked like she probably dislocated her knee. She was in severe pain in her knee. And we said, call Hatzala, call Hatzala. And I said, wait a second. She's a young woman, she's talking, she's fine, she's not ill. She's certainly not in a sakana now, and she's probably not even a potential sakana. She's got a painful condition which needs to be taken care of. In that situation, there's no reason to call Hatzala on Shabbos because every time you call Hatzala, they quite rightly don't, the, the dispatchers are not trained enough to be able to triage and say this is come, this is not. The, the dispatchers will always call out two members for every, for every call. And therefore those two members, unless they happen to be right nearby, are going to drive to, to the situation and then they're going to assess the situation. So even if their assessment is that they don't need to take this person to hospital and they can get a taxi to take them to hospital or they can get, get there if they feel it needs an ambulance that I should drive or drive, but there will definitely be a call shops after each trial for the initial call. So obviously if there's the slightest doubt, slightest software, you call them, it's not great. But in a situation where somebody's you know, sitting there quite happily, they might not be exactly happy because they're in pain, but they're not in any case of Sakona um, in that situation, you really have to think twice whether the right thing is to call um, call Hatsala. I think you rather have to think that if they need an ambulance, call 999. It may take a bit more time and give them some painkillers, but they'll, when they get to the hospital, they're probably going to wait for four hours anyway, so it's not going to make a difference whether they get there a little bit early and a bit later. Um, and if certainly if they're able to get there by taxi, then, then, then get a guy to call a taxi and take them up, take them up by taxi. In those situations, don't think the first response has to be called Hatsala. Besides the Chil Shabbos it causes, it disturbs every Hatzalah member as a volunteer and he's giving up his Shabbos um, for the sake of these things and, and there are only two delighted to do it for cases which are justifiable Sakana. But for minor ailments and minor illnesses to disturb them and cause potential Shabbos, one should just think twice before doing it. So therefore in this case, in, the, in number five, where you've got this lady in the kitchen Shabbos, one she trips and falls, um, but she's alert and talking other than being in pain so the f- to find the nearest phone and call that solid yourself even if you do it with a shinui is like her not correct 
even to call 999 yourself is not correct because it's it's uh, in, in this case it's Sakana which is not Bahal and we said it, it, it's not even Sakana but even if it was a potential Sakana it's not Bahal and therefore you should, I think the correct answer is you should try and find a non-Jewish waiter and get them to call 999 or call, or call a, a taxi if you had the same scenario but instead of this being a young woman it's an elderly lady and you think she might have broken her hip she's lying there on the floor in severe pain and you think she might have, have broken her hip then again that's not suck on a bottle it's not minutes are not going to make a difference as I say when they get to Amy they're probably going to wait a good few hours before they get sorted out in any case uh, but here there's certainly a potential for Bikoch Nefesh and any elderly person who's suffered an injury there's certainly a potential um, for Bikoch Nefesh and in that situation if there's a guy around I think the answer is like B you wouldn't start searching for an, a non-Jewish waiter but if there was a non-Jewish waiter around who could easily make the phone call for you then you would you, um, you would let them do it um, but in, in any other case you could you could do it yourself because it is clearly a potential for Bikoch Nefesh but the, the default position, again, the stress has to be that all of these things are nice if you've got the presence of mind to talk about it. If you're not sure, then obviously the bottom line has to be that those situations are too close to There's one other major um, issue, which is the, uh, the famous Magid Mishnah. And that is, the Magid Mishnah says that something, if you've got a Chodesh Yeshbe something which is, will make him feel better, even though it's not directly connected to the um, uh, direct connected to the illness and it's not going to help his illness get better quicker but it'll just make him feel better then the Magamisha says you can be Mechal Shabbos on Day Yisrael even for that you can do that yourself and there's a huge Be'alochah must be one of the longest Be'alochahs in in, in Shukunoruch which brings dozens of shitters um, about this but the the conclusion of the um, of the of Mishabur and the Bialocha is that the Rav Shittas don't agree with that Madden Mishnah. So therefore, if somebody is a Chodesh Shishtakon, there's no question about that, he's ill and he's, he's got pneumonia, whatever it is, an elderly person, and he wants a cup of tea, that cup of tea is not going to save his life. It's not going to really make that. It's just going to make him feel a bit better. In that situation, the Magmishna would say you could even do that al Yisrael, but the Mishabur comes down on the side of Rav Poskin that in such a situation it's only mutter alidei akum if it's something which is not done. If it's something which is what he calls the chazek gufo, that means that it's not just to make him feel a bit better. For example, the room's cold and he wants the heater on, or the room's hot and he wants the air conditioning on, which might make an actual difference to his recovery, then everyone would agree that you can do it alidei yisrael if there's no guy around. Obviously, if there's a guy around, this would be a case which is not born, you should get the guy if they're available. If there's no guy available, and it's something which is going to actually make him uh, prevent his illness getting worse or help his illness get better quicker, that you can certainly do. But if it's something which is just to make him feel a little better, but clearly not going to affect the outcome of the illness, then the roof and hold not like the magnetion and you can't do it. So that's why I put in this case number four, where an elderly person who is ill in hospital uh, and he asks you to, for a cup of tea and there's no, no kettle boiled up in the room. So you can't, according to Rove Hoskin, you can't turn the kettle on to boil it to make it make up tea, even with a shinner, you shouldn't really do it yourself. You could explain to him that there's no water and pour him a cold drink, but um, 
pref- uh, you can certainly also say there's no hot water, but you'll get the nurse to switch on the kettle as soon as that is there. I mean, like, will certainly be monitored to do that. So therefore, you can certainly get this cup of tea fixed um, through a guy, but, and according to my admission, you could even do it yourself if there was no guy available, but Rose Poskin seems, and Mishburah comes down, not that my admission, and therefore you shouldn't really do it um, unless the may makes a man come. So if it wasn't a cup of tea, but it was a hot water bottle to keep him warm or to switch on the heating, switch on the air conditioning, then every then that's not the case in my condition. Everybody would agree and be able to make that quite clear at the end. In that case, everybody would agree that again, like I tell you should earlier say I come because there was no go around, then you could do that through uh, you could do that through uh, you could do that yourself through Israel. So just to perhaps just summarize to try and put in a little bit um, clearer perhaps exactly what what situations we're talking about is that it's quite clear that we've said if it's a kind of bottle, you just do everything don't worry about going don't worry about shino if you can you can, if you can't, you can't so things, and this is not an exhaustive list but if somebody collapses and you don't just think it's a simple faint, there's any question the person actually collapsed somebody's got acute chest pain somebody's got sudden onset of breathlessness somebody with a sudden severe headache who might have a a brain hemorrhage, or somebody who's gone weak down one side and he can't speak, or any other symptoms which might be a stroke. All of those things, minutes count, because strokes can actually be treated now, and the quicker you get them to hospital, um, the more chance of recovery there is. Somebody who's got sudden severe abdominal pain, not just a bit of tummy ache, but if some suddenly developed severe abdominal pain, somebody who's had a penetrating wound and you don't know what parts of his body have been, have been hit, um, severe burns, often children who've got severely burnt, um, any of those things, or somebody with severe, with high temperature, or not just a flu, but you've got concerns, something else going on, they've got very severe headache, they might meningitis, they might be septic, maybe they look terribly ill. All of those things, or a woman in advanced labour, all of those things are, are examples, I'm sure there are many others you can think of, of a Sakana bowl, where that's where we talk about not asking questions, just get on and do it. But then you've got many other examples of things which are potentially sakana, but which are not exactly sakana bollocks. I've mean, noted a few of them. For example, you've got a major fracture, but the person is, is currently well and they don't look ill, but they've just obviously broken something. Somebody who's got a fever and you don't really know what's going on, but again, not, not desperately ill. You're not, you wouldn't suddenly call an ambulance for them if it wasn't Shabbos. Um, somebody perhaps has got a severe cough, they might have a chest infection, or they might have an infection on their leg. Any of those things are all potentially Puvah Nefesh, but they're Puvah Nefesh where you've got time to think, and therefore use a guy where, where, it, where it's possible. Um, most of the normal things that sort of deal with the lacerations and, and the headaches and the abdominal pains, which are not sudden and severe and acute, most of those you need to seek help, but it's, they're, not going, they're not cases where, where it's going to make any difference. Um, a Yuledis in the first seven days has got dinner of a Chayla, but not a Chayla bottle. That means, again, you can do anything she needs for her on Shabbos, but if you get a guy to do it, it's obviously better. Mental illness is extremely important, can also be potential because of Nefesh, but again, not usually, uh, not minutes are not usually going to count. Uh, and it's always worth just taking a step back in those kind of situations so just thinking, what would I do if it was a weekday? And if it was a weekday, I wouldn't call Hatsala and rush the person to the hospital. I'd rather try and get hold of a doctor. I would make an appointment. I would uh, find some other some other aid, so I would get them to hospital some other way. And there's no reason for, for, for Shabbos uh, to be any different. You have to remember that 
particularly when you're using a guy, there still a lot of pitfalls. When you get a taxi to drive you to the hospital, you have to be careful with opening the doors of the car because the lights go on. You have to get the... So you have to ask the taxi driver to open and close the doors for you to carry. Hospitals themselves extremely difficult now with doors opening and toilets functioning and, and, and massive, masses of uh, masses of shyness. The other thing to remember is that... Um, that um, once you've finished the emergency situation, then there's no petter to do any more kill and shots. So once you've delivered the patient to the hospital, you've got a real problem. If you drove to the hospital yourself in your car, you've got a real problem because you can't switch the car off, you can't move the car. The only petter to move it, preferably you'd have to try and get a boy to move it for you if you're blocking up the ambulance entrance. You'd have to move it because that could be quite helpful for the ambulance to come behind. But you have to think a little bit about what you're going to do, even if you're saying this connection and you're doing it yourself, rather than getting a guy to do it in a situation you've got a guy, you're much, much better off if you've got a guy around because they can switch off the engine, they can move the car, they can park the car. So, so you have to think a little bit ahead that you could end up with, with very, uh, with very, uh, difficult situations. You can't even, you open the door of the car to let the patient out, you can't even close the door again because the light's gonna go, the light's gonna go off again. So, so you have to be very careful, obviously, as I say, if you're blocking up the ambulance, you've got, you've got to move, but you do have to think very carefully when you're not in a situation of the Kuach Nefesh, um, that you, your hetzer to do anything has now, has now disappeared. The other thing is to remember, I think it's very important to encourage a family member to go with to the hospital or a friend or anybody who's around. Um, and, and there's probably no extra and then going, maybe from my insurance they're going by car an extra person but the advantage of having somebody with a failing hospital, even if it's certainly if it's an elderly person with dementia or can't speak for themselves, obviously there's no question but even somebody who's perfectly able to talk for themselves, having a family member makes a huge difference number one, there are often things the fellow will forget to, to mention and the family member can do it, the family member can act as an advocate for them um, and sometimes there's decisions being made they need to, to help it. And also the Indian use of the data, sometimes the just the fact they've got somebody with them helps them calm down and helps them relax and the blood pressure comes down. And, um, and, and so, so there's no question that under all circumstances, uh, you should encourage people to go with and you shouldn't think, oh, how can that person extra? It's not an extra, uh, I mean, extra shots. So I think those are the basic uh, outline of the effects. Obviously, um, Lots of other questions have come up, and I'm happy to, to take any questions when anybody's got any particular questions to try and do as I can answer. But if there's one message which I want to left over is that without, notwithstanding all the discussions we've had, and that one does have to think a little bit and be careful and understand when should you use a shino, when should you use a go, etc. But when you're in doubt, especially if you're in a situation which is boiling, you don't know what to do, or you don't know whether this situation is boiling or not, the default position is that you do everything, Hashayel, Harizim, and Gunay, don't ask questions. You just get on, you call Hatsala or whatever the quickest way to get, get help is, um, and you have to, uh, and you have to disregard everything else if you've got the slightest, uh, slightest doubt. I started at the beginning, perhaps, by thinking, why should we have this shear now, what's the growth in connection, particularly to this time of year? And I was thinking that actually, and I was just listening actually to a, to a shear about uh, describing the Choban of the second base of And he mentions that Josephus says that in those three weeks of the siege, where, when, the, when they penetrated into, uh, into the walls of the, of the city of Mishalayim, 
um, until the destruction of the Samikdash, one million Jews were killed in Yerushalayim alone during that time. One million people were killed. And we, we've got a bit used to numbers, so we know the, the Holocaust was six million were killed, but, but six million, that was spread out of a very large area over a long period of time. Here was equal, if not more, that uh, is a million were, ta- were killed, and 100,000 were taken to Rome as, as, uh, as slaves. The whole Rome slave market was, was flooded by these Jewish slaves, and of course it collapsed to the economy in Rome because all well, slaves suddenly became so cheap because there were so many Jewish slaves available. So it was a huge amount of, of death and destruction. So perhaps this is a good time to focus when we, we try and we sort of lose focus of the tremendous tragedy of the Choban Abayas, of the, the tremendous, the terrible thing, you know, it's such a long time ago now that we somehow lose, uh, lose the connection to it and we somehow forget. And of course that was the beginning with Godless and all the future um, destructions and death and, and terrible things that happened throughout the Godless, it all stemmed from there. When we think about how the Torah is muppet, that you can be Mechal de Shabbos, you can do anything to save one moment of life for one individual. That's how far we go in trying to save lives. And then we contrast that with the huge, huge loss of life in the whole world. Perhaps that's a way to make us think a, a little more and to get a bit more into the spirit of these times and spirit of Tisha B'Av, to remember the, the pain of, of 2,000 uh, years of Goddess. If we do that... So the best of our ability of common perhaps with that and with our commitment to try and keep these mitzvahs and to to treasure every moment of life for every eid, then the mitzvah shown with that will be zoka to have the beer